back to the Coast to Coast Hockey Talk. My name is Joe Soulier, and with me as always, I'm Al, my buddy Al. Is up, Al. Thanks. What's going on, bud? Not much, man. Good to see ya. Good to see you too. It's been a little bit. Been a minute. Yeah, we uh, we took a break. Took a little break over the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, and just like there wasn't much going on. Just focused on ourselves. Just doing a little self care, you know, working on my glutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't really much going on um, during that time because of that. Bug that's been going around, yeah, and uh, uh, kind of shut her down for a bit. Yeah, there was a Christmas break, an All Star break, a fucking who knows what break. Mm. Now we got Olympics and stuff. Yeah, so it was kind of like it was a bit of a dead zone, a little dead zone. Yeah. And we we're, we're more of a live zone, us you and I. Yeah, this thing we got, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's growing. <laughs> Millions of followers. How are you feeling after that coffee we just put back into us? Yeah, the oily coffee. So uh, we made some coffees. Alex, Al, he gave me a nice bottle of Bullet Bourbon. So thank you, Al. Yeah, of course. Um, so I threw a little bit of that in my coffee. Let's, with, not, let's not act like it was a gift, though. I it just, was a I gift. Just, I just didn't really like it that much, so <laughs> I just gave it to you. Well, Bull Bourbon is sick, so shout out to Bull Bourbon. There we go. Um, and then we also put some of this fantastic weed oil that my cousin Chris made for us. Yeah, sometimes you got to see the devil, right? Yeah, I put a healthy scoop in mine, so in probably about a half hour, 45 Joe's going to be flying. Yeah, or this podcast will just head downhill. <laughs> yeah, or I'll just start rambling about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, Tuka. <laughs> we, uh, bit of a slow start to this recording. Uh, first we had a cable issue, and now we got some noisy neighbors. So, you know, if you guys hear anything yep. unusual, it's not us. It's Al's unfortunate loud neighbors. Bear with us. I only pay $1,800 to live here, so no worries. <laughs> just keep clanging away and yelling. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? You pay $1,800 a month to print and rent, and you have to still sleep with earplugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so welcome back. We're coming to you from uh, beautiful North Vancouver, where the sun is shining, and you have to pay $1.75 a liter to fill up your tank. <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Yeah, thanks, Biden. <laughs> so what's going on, Al? Not much, man. Just, uh, you know, scraping by, keeping the wolves at bay once again. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's fucking losing their mind, but yep. hockey seems to be uh, back. Hockey's less, back. Less false positives now. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. They're yeah, going to stop less, testing everyone pretty less soon. players. I don't see the tracker anymore on the bottom of the fucking every screen you look at. Mm-hmm. So I think I think hockey's starting to... Uh, Things are coming around. ...fire up again. And, nice. You know? These yeah. Guys, these guys want to play, and we want to fucking watch them play, so... Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's going. How are those Nuxa years doing? Uh, Nuxa are... Nuxa are all right. They're doing like a win-loss, win-loss, like a one... One step forward, one step backward kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, PD's finally starting to come into his own, I feel. He's taking more shots. Mm-hmm. Messer's taking more shots. Uh, Quinn's been out for a little bit there with the with the buggy. Yeah. Buggy boo. You think the new uh, <coughs> new coach and management is uh, helping PD get it, get it going? I don't know. I mean, like, Pedrou, Bruce, there it is. I mean, all he said was, I don't know why he's not shooting enough. But he's got to start, right? Mm. So I guess PD's starting to take more shots, starting to take his advice because he's put a few on the board now in the last uh, mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Again, like we've talked about, it's been a slow few weeks, man. Like 
you know, like in our fantasy this week, like I need the Panthers to play, and they didn't play one game this week. Mm. Like they played last Monday. Yep. And I think they played the Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then they had like a week and a half off. It's like it's a it's it's weird for a few teams, you know. Yeah. Like they're like they're taking like these. I don't know. If it's just the scheduling or what. Yeah. But, yeah, so... Um, it's tough. Canucks have kind of been like that, too, you know? They play yeah. a few games, and then they take, like... They took that week off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's sort of... You know, it's hard to talk about your team when they're sort of half half playing, right? Yeah, totally. Is Patan getting any time? No. Just sitting sitting in the AHL. Yeah, the is he... Abbotsford Canucks. He's playing the AHL, though? Oh, yeah, he's, he's in the Abbotsford. Fuck, we gotta get out to an Abbotsford Canucks game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I saw tickets actually 45 bucks for Kraken and Canucks. Mm-hmm. You know, flash the QR codes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did watch a Canucks game recently, though. Uh, it was the Canucks versus the Yotes. Okay. You watch that? Coyote, yeah, the 5 1. The Coyotes. Yeah, they won. Did you see the goal that JT Miller got? That was sick. Yeah, end to end, coast yeah. to coast. Yeah, you see um, Chitrin's, the look on Chitrin's face. Yeah. He's like, my God, I'm having a bad year. Didn't Chitrin fight? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there was, yeah. A, there was a fight in that game, too. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole game, but. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. I it was a good game. I actually I was on Reddit and I saw under like the Vancouver Canucks subreddit there. Somebody's like, I have free tickets to the game right now. I can't make it, and it was already like seven oh three, so I couldn't yeah. I couldn't go. But yeah, I worked overtime that day, and then my buddy Duggan had free tickets as well. He's mm. like, they're theirs, they're yours if you want them. And I'm sitting there like, fuck, man, I got I worked overtime. Now I got to fucking, you know, right on. Yeah, we got people upstairs <laughs> fucking around. Apparently it's uh, bouncy castle time above my head. <laughs> <laughs> Should we pause it or keep it going? Keep it going. All right, fuck it. Let's is keep what it going. It is, man. It, I mean, let's be. Let the, the mics are fucking good. I put some money into them. Maybe yeah. it won't pick up. You didn't put any money in these mics. We put any money in the mics. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, but yeah, oh, so like what you know, I don't have a lot to talk about the Canucks, but um, we did do a couple new hires recently. Yep. And uh, we got two new assistant GMs. I heard something about that. Yeah, we got Emily Castanagüe. 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 Um, she was a personal trainer of some sort, a bit of a scout, I guess. Yeah. Uh, seems seems like a good fit for a GM. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're uh, we're changing things up around here in society. <laughs> so uh, it's her time. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Angela Gargon. Couple of couple of females she, hitting the front office. She of the was Canucks. actually uh, one of the one of two first GMs. Female, or, uh, yeah, female assistant GMs. Okay, uh, she did the Ducks. She was the assistant GM for the Ducks ninety six ninety seven. Was that weird? It's was like, that uh, Niedermeyer era, or was that before? That would have been. That yeah. was when they were the Mighty Ducks. Well, oh six. Uh, oh, sorry, ninety six. Yeah, you're right. That's when they were so owned by the, Disney. That's right. Yeah. What a what a Gor- franchise. Gordon Bombay and the Flying V. Have you watched any of the new Money Ducks? Uh, no, but it was filmed here in Vancouver, and I had a couple friends that were working on it actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, I. Uh, I heard it was decent actually. I'd be I'd be interested in checking that out. I think they had yeah. a couple of the like like um, Gordon Bombay himself is in it, and also uh, a couple of the guys from Letterkenny, the hockey players from Letterkenny oh, are cool. in it. Yeah, I think I it's think pretty cool. I think Buddy, uh, the main guy. What's his name again? The main actor is... Jared uh, Kiso? No, the other one. Um, fuck, I can't remember his name. The guy name. that plays Derry? He got canceled, though. He got canceled? Yeah. Like, he, he got kicked out of the show. For what? I can't remember, but he's he's gone. He's just a victim of whatever. Really? Right? Uh, what the fuck's that guy's he was name? In, he was in The Goon 2. 
Here, I'll, I'll find it out for you. All right. Um, well, um, that's too bad because I, I haven't watched Letterkenny in ages. I watched like the first three seasons perhaps, and uh, I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. Filmed in Ontario, and it's about a little town. Um, it's based off a town called Listowel, Ontario, and uh, they started off doing YouTube things called Letterkenny Problems. Oh, nice. And uh, it's hilarious. Um, And actually, they're on like their seventh or eighth season right now. And a buddy of mine who I grew up with uh, from back home in Russell, Ontario, uh, Tyler Hines. He's become a a bit of a regular character on that show now. So shout out to Tyler Hines. Tyler Hines. Good lad. Sick skateboarder. Good actor. Just all around good dude. I remember, funny story about Tyler Hines is uh, one of the first punk rock shows I went to in Russell called The Russell Riot. Um, I was kind of getting, I was pretty young, maybe like 12 or 13. And uh, I was being pressured by some older guys to like drink a little bit of alcohol or whatever. And I hadn't really drank before. And Tyler Hines came up, he's like, Joe, you don't need to drink, man. You're too young. And he kind of like, he didn't tell me not to, but he was like, Good guying me not to, you know what I that mean? Never happened. Like older brothering me, which yeah, yeah, was yeah. cool. How and old I, were you? I was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, you don't need to be. And six, he was probably like, yet, yeah. he was probably like sixteen, seventeen. You yeah, know, he's like guys, relax. Yeah, <laughs> don't get this minor. <laughs> you know, fucking middle middle of middle school. Yeah, hammered. Yeah, so Tyler Hines, good guy. So I got it up. So Emilio Estevez got canceled. Oh, so not not the guy from Letterkenny. No, no, no. Sorry. Um, in a statement to Deadline, he said the exit was due to a myriad of creative differences rather than a stance against vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, uh, he called out some shit. Well, s- speaking about stances to vaccines, uh, you know who Chris Nyland is? No. Chris Knuckles Nyland? No. He was an enforcer in the uh, 70s and 80s, played for okay. Montreal, Boston, New York, but he's mainly a Montreal guy, but yep. he's from Boston. Sick dude. Um... And uh, they call him Knuckles. He actually has the most um, penalty minutes by any American-born player. Holds Damn. the record, yeah. And so he had this show on TSN 690 Montreal <coughs> where, you know, it's called Off the Cuff with Chris Nyland where he kind of gives his thoughts on Montreal and the yep. game and, and that sort of thing. Well, he was recently let go because he didn't want to get the vax. He, uh, he's, he's got, you know, medical condition. Um, he's 10, 11 years sober now from drugs and alcohol. He went through a bit of a rough patch after, you know, as most enforcers do. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, he's been on a good track for the last over a decade. And he works from home. They all work from home right now. He's not going into a studio. He's yeah. doing his thing from home. And he, he he's like, I can't get the vax. I got like a heart condition or something. And yeah, my doctor said I should <laughs> yeah, get it. Yeah, his doctor said they should. And so no. they, they fired him over that. Yeah. So. Chris Knuckles, sorry to hear that, bud, but... Yeah, sorry to hear that, man. I mean... Hopefully uh, you can get something like this pod going and blow mail the water. Yeah, and, you know, I don't want to spend too long on it, but a lot of us had to fucking adhere to the cohesion, the fucking segregation, man. We had to... We had to do what we had to do to keep our livelihoods. Hey, man, I had to... I had to get vaxxed up to keep my job. Yeah, same. Yeah, so we should... And it's... it's it's fucked up because you feel like you're selling your soul to the devil. Yeah, and and it's but, funny when people say, "Oh, you had a choice." It's like, well, I live in Vancouver where I yeah. pay two thousand dollars a month in rent. My family's so here. My fucking not really a choice for me to just quit my job right now. No, yeah. <laughs> you had a choice. Yeah, cool. Now you're framing in the fucking rain for ten dollars an hour. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so back to some hockey talk here. Uh, so that, is that about it for your knucks? You want to touch on any more? Not really. How's uh, what's what's the <laughs> mascot's name? Finn. Finn. Yeah. You know what? I like that. Is he canceled now or what? I don't know. Oh, okay. Probably stuck his uh, in 
is dor- dorsal fi- dorsal fin sure. somewhere where it shouldn't shouldn't be? Nah. Nah. Uh, well, sweet. Well, I'm going to jump over to the Habs because I got yeah. a lot to say about Go for it, Les Bleus Blancs et Rouges. Don't First off, I don't know if I talked about this last time. It might have been just fresh on the last one, but uh, Mark Bergeret out, Jeff yep. Gordon in. Yep. He was hired as the executive vice president of hockey operations. Um, really, he's pulling the strings for everything here. He was the GM for, for New York Rangers, and he basically made the New York Rangers who they are today. If it wasn't for the incident last year where, you remember that big like wrestling match in front of the net with, uh, Tom Wilson and Panarin yeah, 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 and yeah. all that stuff and, and he body slammed Panarin, he yeah. body slammed him and and uh, the league kind of was pretty soft on the on the punishment to Wilson yeah, on it he got th- what didn't he only get like two games two or games something? or something yeah. like that it was a real scumbag move because like sure he body slammed Panarin but then he also went excessive and like punch people in the head when they were down yeah, yeah, and things yeah. like that. Like it was, it was over the top reaction. Yeah, you got okay. Cheap shots Get the guy the... off your back and leave him alone. Don't go down and start, you know what I mean? It was yeah. too much. But, and so when they were light on the punishment for Tom Wilson, um, he called the league out and I respect that. I respect that's right. When yeah. people call out fucking bullshit, um, calls yeah. from, from people in charge. That's what democracy is all about. Stand up for what you believe and in. And the league is notorious for trying to silence anyone who talks out against you them. Talk, talk shit about yeah. them. Yeah, and so they fined him a quarter of a million dollars. That's insane, man. It's so much money. That's crazy. Just for saying that they made the wrong call on this. And it's not like coaches or yeah. sorry, GMs get yeah. you know, uh, $7 million a season like yeah. some, some of the players do. So paid the fine. Hit. And then was, I don't know if he decided this himself or he was kind of pressured into it, but he resigned after that. That's right. And he just kind of sat back for the rest of the season. And so, yeah, Montreal hired him now. He's pulling the strings. It took a little bit of time, but they finally found their French-speaking puppet in Kent Hughes as to as their general manager. Yeah. I don't know too much about Kent Hughes. Um, he seems like an all right guy. He's born in, in Quebec, and he speaks French, but he's an English speaker. He's a French-speaking English person, basically. Yeah. Um, he's never been a GM before. Um, what he has been, though, and it's it's something to be proud of, I think. Um, he's He's been a, a top NHL agent for the past 25 years. Um, he's had guys like Patrice Bergeron, Chris Letang, and Seth Jones on his list of okay. people that he's represented. So he's been around the game. The, he kn- like the latest contract for Seth Jones? Yeah, and so if, he can, get Seth, if he can get Seth Jones a $9.2 million contract for eight yeah. years, he's doing something right. And so, I, I don't know. It can go either way, but in my opinion, he's just kind of like a, a puppet right now. Like, Gordon's going to be pulling the strings, and Kent Hughes is just going to be there to speak French for the media. Because we all know Montreal media are just fucking... You know, they blow their load over people that can speak French that are in management. It sickens me, and I want it to change as an organization. Find the best people, period. Don't find the best French people, period. Yeah. But that's a whole conversation for another day. So what about Mol- Does Molson tamper with a lot of the hockey he operations? U- he used to. Yeah, so when yeah, Bergevin yeah. was in charge, it was Molson was owner slash VP of hockey. Yeah, he was like Aquilini. Yeah. Fucking around too yeah. much. Yeah, and then Bergevin was the guy. Yeah. But now Jeff Molson is kind of stepping back. Good, and yeah. It, yeah, good. Exactly. Owners shouldn't fucking run teams. No, especially owners that are are be, the, are beer sellers. Why have a GM? His main thing is selling Molson Canadian beer, <laughs> yeah. and he he just owns a hockey team. Yeah, you should not be pulling any fucking strings here. Yeah. you know nothing of hockey. Or like, if if a team's gonna rebuild, let the fucking GM rebuild it. Don't yeah. Try, oh, we want this guy instead. Exactly. You know, let him rebuild. Yeah, and so 
Moving along with this, you know, reshuffling of the upper management. So they fired, uh, they just fired their coach the other day, Dominic Ducharme. He was only there for less than a full year. He came in after they fired Claude Julien, and he he went on that cup run with them last year. I don't know if he had the room, and it was his, like a lot of his doing for the cup run, or, you know, luck of the draw. He, you know, found fire in a bottle. Yep. And just kind of went with it. It was but, a weird year. Like, no one expected them to beat the, the fucking uh, Golden Knights. They made the best out of a worse situation. Insane, man. Insane run. They made the best out of a worse situation. Yeah. Um, but it was a completely different team back then. Yeah. You know? We went over this last time. I'm not going to get into it again. But, um, and so he's gone. He lost the team. He couldn't do anything. He was put, playing Cole Caulfield on the fourth line. Yeah. Ryan Paling on the fourth line. Playing them four minutes a game. Yeah. You know? And so they fired him. And they brought in Hall of Famer. French-speaking Martin St. Louis. Dude, everyone loves Martin St. Louis. I love Martin as well. Um, I don't know about his coaching ability, though. Um, I guess you just kind of have to wait and see. But uh, his role before coming in as the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens was that he was the assistant coach for his son's peewee team. Yeah, I I saw that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now he's going to be fucking... But you know... It's kind of giving me John Cooper vibes a little bit. Yeah. John Cooper, a Definitely. similar thing. He was a lawyer. Yeah. And then he was a minor league coach for some kids or whatever. And then he became the coach for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And we don't need to tell you about yeah. what the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning been able to do with John Cooper. But St. Louis is like one of the best players of all time. Yeah. So yeah. He's, and, got the, he's got that experience. So Yeah. And it, and it seems like the players are going to listen to him a lot. Like the one thing about Ducharme is that he was a terrible communicator. He could barely fucking speak English for one. And and he just didn't talk to the players, you know? And so I, I was watching the first game where, uh, where St. Louis is behind the bench there. And they're showing him, and he's going to each player, like, after they get off the ice. And he's going down, he's talking to them one-on-one. He's talking to Gallagher. Then he was talking to Cole Caulfield. And then literally the next shift after he talks to Cole Caulfield, Cole goes out there and he gets his first goal in 16 games. Yeah. After having a little chat with Marty on the bench. And now, and he got, actually, Cole got two games, two goals that game. One was disallowed because it was just offside. Right. And we just watched the Habs play Columbus, and Cole got another another one. So, you know. Fellow short guy. Fellow, telling, fellow uh, short guys. We're yeah. big fans of short guys in this pod. <laughs> Are we? I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so this could be a good thing for the boys. It could rally them up, could give Cole's confidence back. Could, you know, like Cole was quoted saying, you know, I, I grew up. Yeah. Wearing number 26 on my jersey because I idolized yeah. this guy as a player. And now he's my fucking coach. So I'm like... Imagine know. like uh, how hard you want to play too when you look on your bench and yeah. the fucking legends sitting there or there, standing there. Yeah. I say. And there was a bit of a rumor of Vinny LeCavalier coming in as assistant GM. That'd be interesting. I don't. He squashed the rumor. He went on Twitter and he was like, listen, this is just a rumor. It's not happening. Yeah. I live in Tampa Bay. But I mean, he might not be the assistant GM, but like... We saw Niedermeyer get hired on with the Ducks as like a consultant type role. Yeah. Where he he lives in BC, Niedermeyer. Yeah. And so he doesn't have to move to Anaheim. Right. So it, maybe something like that could happen with Vinny where where he can kind of stay where he is but be a consultant just, for the Habs. Just zoom in, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude, it's 2022. We're, we're teaching entire classrooms of children over Zoom. <laughs> you know, you can get some advice from somebody over Zoom Why not? to be your yeah. hockey team. You can get therapy on Zoom. Yeah, and so I like this move. Uh, I'm interested to see how it pans out for the rest of the year. Um, whether or not they re-sign him to be the coach next year, that'll just 
be decided, you know, how this season goes probably. But funny thing right now is that they're still play, paying Claude Julian $5 million until the end of the year. Holy fuck, that's a good... That's a- a lot of money, man. Yeah, and wow. and they're also paying Dom Ducharme 1.7 mil until 2024. But that doesn't go against the cap. That just goes against like yeah. But that's actual, still all, that's still almost seven million dollars they're yeah. paying people to sit at home yeah. and possibly get a job somewhere else. Molson had a good couple of years here, probably record fucking profits. Oh, Everyone yeah. just sitting at home drinking. Well, he's losing a ton of money without fucking any ha- fans in the stands. Dude, they still have curfews there. <laughs> they're, not, they're not even allowed to fucking. It's a fucking joke. Um, but other than that, the team is starting to kind of look like it's going in some sort of direction. Like you're, se- you're second last right now, right? Or last? We're dead last. Dead last. Dead and last. Right Coyotes now. got a few points up on you. Or yeah. What? Um, but the first move that they made, and this was even before Kent Hughes came on, was that they scooped up Rem Pitlick off waivers from Minnesota. Pitlick. Um, he's 24 years old. He's 5'11". His cap is just over 900,000 a year. Uh, he was a third-round pick by Nashville in 2016. Um, you know, he only played two games with them. Or, sorry, he played 11 games with Nashville um, from 2018 to 2021. And then he only got two points in that time. And then so he was traded to Minnesota, where he got 11 points in 20 games. And Minnie's a bit of a wagon this year. They're doing pretty well. And, and so they put him on waivers, probably for some cap reason or, or something like that. And Montreal saw him, and they scooped him up. And since he's come by, he's had, uh, he's had six points in 10 games. And he just looks great out there. He's got tons of energy. He's always bringing a huge compete level. And, you know, he... He could be a guy that they keep for this rebuild and put on the third, fourth line, and he can be a solid third or fourth line player, I think. Um, another, and he's born and raised in Ottawa, Ontario. Yeah, so apparently uh, Minnesota dumped him because uh, recent call-ups, Matt Boldy and Marco R- Rossi, who are like star Ooh. studs, right? Yeah, Rossi's, so. Rossi used to play for the Ottawa 67s. Yeah, he's had a little rough go, but he's coming in. And Boldy's been sick, man. Yeah, he was he was he... a high draft pick, wasn't he? Boldy was a high draft like pick, like six or seventh well. or some something like that. Who's that? Rossi. Boldy. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure about Boldy. I think he was top ten, but Rossi was like six, I think. Yeah, or something like that, eight or whatever. Yeah, my my cousin Alex is a big Marco Rossi fan. He uh, he's a big hockey guy out in on, in Ottawa, and uh, he goes he went and saw him play on the 67s quite often. So well, he's a, he's a uh, he's like aggressive. Like he finishes the check, mm-hmm. and he's not that big. He's sure like, he's like five eleven or whatever. Yeah, but Minnie's in a great spot to bring up those kind of uh, young talented players, and and unfortunately Rem just didn't five make, nine. You know he. Rem Picklick? No, uh, Rossi. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, a, 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 a player that's a talented young player but isn't just kind of making it with a good team can be so valuable for a, a bad team, I yeah. think. And so I think this is a good move for Montreal. Um, moving on here, Jeff Petrie wants out. He uh, He's not looking great out there. He's 34 years old. He's got six points in 39 games compared to last year where he had 42 points in 55 games. You know, it was a good move when we got him. Bergevin traded a, a second and a fourth to Edmonton for him, and and those two picks turned out to be Caleb Jones and Jonas Siegenthaler. Okay. So I think Bergevin pretty much won that trade. Sure. Um, you know, last year he was talked for Norris contention, <laughs> and this is really his first bad year that he's had with the Habs. But you know, he's looks completely uninterested out there. 
Um, there was a play a few games ago where they played Edmonton where uh, the goalie, Sam Montembeau, went behind the net to grab the puck and Zach Cassian comes by and just fucking dump trucks him over. Yeah, and Jeff Petrie Cassian. just watches him and doesn't do anything. Yeah, And, you know, he's got, he's got a 6.25 mil cap hit until 2025 Ooh. and if he's playing like this he doesn't want to be part of this team anymore we got to move him three more years i'm not yeah. sure what you can get for him right now last year would have been great to trade him how old is he 34 years old Ooh. you might get like a third and uh <sighs> maybe a second and a fifth or something like that maybe yeah. maybe maybe another two and a four who yeah. knows or maybe maybe a three and a and a fucking ahl blue chip you know, somebody who's going to be a good AHL player. Who could use them like Dallas or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was talk about Dallas and Montreal making a Klingberg Petrie trade. Okay, because Klingberg wants out as well. Ah, yeah. Um, Carey Price, he held a presser uh, last week. He wanted to reiterate that he wants to finish his contract in Montreal. So he loves it here. His family's here. He doesn't want to move. Huh. He signed that big contract because he believes in the city and he believes in the team. Um, but his knee's still bugging him. You know, he took a bit of a leap back with his knee recovery. So that's basically what's holding him up right now. It's not the mental health thing. What it's we not, thought it was or yeah. speculating on. Yeah. yeah, who cares about that? But right exactly. now, it's a physical problem that's bugging him. And with the way the team's going, there's no reason to rush him back right now. You don't need yeah. him. You, you know, you don't need him. So let no, him finish not, up. not this year, you don't. No. He'll probably play a few games at the end of the year, maybe, just to yeah. kind of get back in the swing of things. But he'll be back strong for next year, and we'll have him back, and that'll be that. But I'm not sure if Jake Allen will be back next year. Right now, he's making 2.875 a year, and it expires at the end of next year. Okay, He could be a good trade op- uh, trade piece for this team, you know? Not going to get a lot, but... You're not going to... I mean, a team that's going to the Cup could probably use him. as a ba- Yeah, as a backup. I, yeah, yeah. he's a good backup. Maybe a third... Third or second or a third, probably. But uh, you know, there's probably teams that want him that are trying to get into the, that are into the playoffs right now. So yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Um, see, so yeah, we talked about Cole Caulfield. Another guy I want to talk about is Jordan Harris. Okay, he was a third round draft pick by Montreal in 2018. Right now, he's a, a top pairing left defenseman on the uh, on his team where he's the captain. For Northeastern University in the NCAA, yeah, I he looks see this. fucking see this. great out there. He's got 17 points in 28 games. He's 21 years old. He's five uh, eleven, and next year I think he could be on the roster for sure. I watched him play the other day, and yeah, he's he's the guy you're watching out there. He's an impact player, and all eyes are on him. Another guy who I think could make the roster next year is a guy by the name of Arbor. Jackai and his last name is spelled X E J A X K. Fucking sick jersey to have. Yeah, um, just for the name. Yeah, he was undrafted and he was signed as a free agent by Montreal. Um, but he's six four. He's another left defenseman. He's twenty one years old, and he's a big guy out there. He throws the body, but he also gets points. He's gotten in a bit of trouble in the OHL because um, he's a bit of a showboater kind of guy, and after some fights, he you know. Does a couple of gestures where he's like going to sleep or something oh, yeah. like that. Nice. Like he's a character out there. Yeah, good. And you know, I kind of like that. Yeah. I kind of want to see more of that on the Habs. Um, but also right now, he's uh, he's played for two teams this year. Started off at the Kitchener Rangers and then he got traded to the Hamilton Bulldogs. And totally total this year, he's got 23 points in 26 games. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's sick. I watched him play and he looks great. Another young guy I want to talk about, Sean Farrell. 
He's 20 years old. The feral cat. Yeah, the feral cat. He's 20 years old. He's 5'9", undersized sniper. So another another Cole Caulfield potential. And uh, when he was drafted for in the fourth round by Montreal, Cole even tweeted out that this was a steal, and he was stoked to have him part of the team. Cool. He, right now he plays for Harvard in the W and in the NCAA, and he's got 19 points in 17 games. He's also currently on the men's U.S. Olympic team, where he has six points in two games, and five of those points were in one game. But that was against China, so take that how you want. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking this guy is probably going to stick around the NCAA for another year after this until he's probably 21, 22. Yeah, and then he'll get a shot at the the big boys club. Um, and then another guy I want to talk about is Michael Pizzetta. He's currently in the Habs lineup right now. He's 23 years old. He's six one. He was drafted in the sixth round. Uh, he's got six points in 30 games and 68 pims. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only guy on the team that fights, and it's sick. He's got a big fucking beauty head of lettuce, and he's just out there with a duster on, just, you know, getting in guys' faces, fighting when he has to. He wears heart on his sleeve. He's not an overly talented guy, but he's got a ton of heart, a ton of soul, and he's just the kind of guy that every team needs in their locker room. You need these kind of guys, yep. the glue guys. Maybe he'll play with uh, Anderson someday. Um, Josh? Yeah. Well, they're on the same team right now. That's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. on the same line. Yeah. I doubt it. I think he's probably going to be a fourth-line guy fourth for the most guy, part, okay. but that's fine. Bring him up. You need these guys. And so, <laughs> overall, I'm excited for the future of this team. You know, we definitely have some bad contracts that we need to move and some solid trade chips that could be very useful, like Ben Sherratt, Arturi Lekkanen, Mike Hoffman, I'd say trade him too. Yeah, um, I agree. I'd personally like to keep Josh Anderson and Tyler Toffoli for the rebuild. Dvorak? Uh, I I consider moving Dvorak. Yeah. But you got to replace him, though. That's the thing. You can't just... Uh, replace him in free agency. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Toffoli and Anderson... Replace him with Shane Wright. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anderson's a big body out there. I love his play. He's physical. He gets good shots. He's always fucking putting the body in. And he's got like six years left, and Toffoli's got three years left. They're both on pretty good contracts. And, you know, with the next couple of years of good draft picks, I think the Habs could be back in playoff contention in like three, maybe four years. Yeah? Yeah. Tank Nation for a couple of years? And- yeah, and, and nothing says... Uh, and and there's, it's funny. It's like, how do you say that you're tanking without saying that you're tanking? You go out and trade for Andrew Hammond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a serious goalie problem right now. And today they made a trade with Minnesota where uh, they traded one of their AHL players for uh, backup goaltender Andrew Hammond. So they're going to use this move to send Caden Primo back down to Laval, get him playing a bit more. Yeah. And uh, and then they're going to have Montembeau and and Andrew Hammond play. Do you think uh, Primo will be like a... Like a back, like an NHL backup someday. I think he could be a backup someday. To be honest, man, and I, I watch Primo closely when he plays in the NHL, and out of all of his games that he's played, I'm not buying it, man. He doesn't look great. He never looks great. He's made a couple good saves here and there, but I do not think this guy is our future goalie. Well, he was 199th overall in yes. 2017. Keith so. Primo's son. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. 
So yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone from the Montreal fan base is expecting he's gonna fucking. Well, take they over. are. They are. Oh really? A lot of them think he is, but the I'm seventh round pick. Yeah, I'm not. Weird. I'm not seeing it, man. He he doesn't look great out there. He looks shaky, unsure. He lets in muffin shots, and he's he's not the answer going forward. But they do have this young guy playing right now. He bounces around. Um, the Laval and Trois Rivieres, which is like their ECHL team. Yeah, his name is uh, something Poulin, and he looks real good out there. Okay, so we'll see how he does. But I don't know. Habs got to do something about this goalie situation. But uh, but yeah, that's about it for me for the Habs. Yeah, I'm looking at your guys' prospects, and you guys don't have a goaltender. No, to take over for Price. We thought it was going to be Primo, but dude, he let in seven goals the other night. And, yeah, 22 and, years old still. And Ducharme but... kept him in the whole game and then got fired. <laughs> yeah, te- got to teach this kid what <laughs> yeah. it's like to lose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this one website has Caden Primo um, third on your list uh, under Caden Goulet and fucking Caulfield. So that, I don't know. I'm not buying it. No. I don't see it. They're going to have to fucking get someone in free agency. Yeah. Because what? How many years does Price have left? Three, right? Three, like that. three yeah. or four, yeah. So he'll, so yeah, they still need, uh, like they should draft a goalie this year with their second round pick or something, mm. right? Yeah, because if they're gonna do, if they're gonna do Shane Wright or Mikov or whatever his name is, yeah, then they should in the second round grab a goalie because they're gonna need, they're gonna need a few years to get that kid going, right? Totally. So I agree. Unless they're gonna grab somebody in free agency, but it's not gonna be a young guy. It's gonna be a, you know, guy that's fucking like Uko Peko or the fuck his name. Yeah, is there's not, whatever, there's not right? a ton of goalies available. No. And, and, you then, want, and you want one young guy. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. You see uh, you see that incident with uh, Marshawn the other day? Yep. What a scumbag Marshawn is. The punch in the head? Oh. My buddy Dave Gallant defending him, too. <laughs> <laughs> Call him out. <laughs> so, Marshawn. Marshawn, at the end of the period, Tristan Jari, they're playing in Boston. It's uh, Boston versus Pittsburgh. Tristan Jari into the period. He's behind the net. He's trying to get a puck on his stick to chuck over the glass to some fans. A couple kids there and whatnot. And, and you know, like, if you're a kid and you're about to receive a puck from a player and you get that puck, that is the best thing in the world to you. You yeah. are never going to forget that moment. No. So what does Marshawn do? Comes over, knocks the puck out of his stick, and throws it across the ice. Yeah. That is a scumbag move on its own. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Nope. And then later on. Yeah, you would. I liked it. Dude, it's hilarious for sure. But it's a scumbag move. I don't care who you are. That's a scumbag move. And then later on in the game, scrum in front of the net, little rat Marshawn, not even in the scrum, comes out of nowhere and punches Jari right in the head. That that I don't defend. Yeah. Suspended six games. Good fucking riddance. Yeah, that's a good good suspension. Yeah. But also like 30-time repeat offender (laughs) or whatever the fuck, how many times he's been He's been suspended nine times now. Damn, eh? Yeah. And a lot of them are like slew foots. Yeah. Fucking dirty plays. He's he's a fucking rat. Any sort of redeemable qualities that he might have picked up this year with like his nice interactions with fans. Like I saw one thing where like um some fan above was like taking a video of all the players going down the uh into the locker rooms there yep. and he grabs the phone he's like hey what's up brad marshan i don't know whose phone this is but he like does like this yeah, selfie yeah. video thing i thought that was fun uh, you know that's a good thing all of that out the window after this move in my opinion yeah punching buddy uh just jarring the back of the head that was fucked up yeah 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 i don't yeah it's weird it's like i get you want to start shit like see i liked that he's like 
Jari on Boston's home ice. Like, so Jari's in an away jersey trying to give a puck to some fans. Mm-hmm. Like, were they, they were Pittsburgh fans too, right? Weren't they? Um, the, the announcer said they were Pittsburgh fans, but after watching a couple of videos and doing some investigation yeah, on it, I, went, think, I think he was giving it to a couple um, young Boston fans yeah, that were so, right in the ice. Because if you look at it, these two kids, and they were fucking kids... Okay, they had no facial hair, <laughs> they had no tattoos, they weren't drinking beer, and players give pucks to kids. They don't give pucks to adults. Adults don't deserve pucks. No. Kids do. Unless they catch it. And so they're there, the and they're like, they're like, oh yeah, and they start banging on the glass as he's lifting the puck up, throw it over, and then Marshawn comes and whacks it out. And they're just like, they looked a bit excited because they're Boston fans, but yep. like, you know, that's a dick move. See, as a wrestling fan, that's a fucking <laughs> heel move. Heal meaning bad guy, mm-hmm. dude. I love when bad guys do bad guy shit. Sure, like, it's, it, it don't reinforces get me wrong. the character, right? I think it's funny. I do. I'm saying, if you were that kid and you were about to get that puck and that happened, you'd be choked. Oh, for sure, yeah. You'd be like, "Fuck, man!" But I'd be like, also, I was a part of something people will talk about for a long time. <laughs> yeah, sure. But yeah, I would have wanted that puck too. Yeah, but I I didn't mind that. But the uh, the shenanigans after with the punch and the fucking yeah whatever, it's just like it's just a fucking buddy. rat. Must be bipolar or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, that fucking nose bone going right into his brain sometimes. Yeah, he's got a fucking tumor. Fuck, he's got a horn. Speaking of the Boston Bruins. Toronto Maple Leaf legend goaltender yeah. <laughs> Tuka Rask has retired. Hands down, the worst trade in Toronto history. And basically, in my opinion, just just epitomizes the whole fucking Leafs organization. They traded young goaltender prospect Tuka Rask for Andrew, Andrew Raycroft. Raycroft. Woo, what a blockbuster that was. Yeah, that's... Toronto, I love Toronto for that reason. Oh. I mean, I don't love Toronto, but I love when, when they embarrass themselves oh, like that. And these, like, it's so fun. We need to win now trades or whatever the fuck, right? So fun to watch Toronto embarrass themselves. So I liked Tuca. I don't like Boston Bruins. I'm a Habs fan. I fucking hate the Bruins, but I like Tuca Rask. I like Patrice Bergeron. I like... Uh, who else do I like? I like um, Pasternak, and that's fucking it. McAvoy? He's Man, kind of a dink. He's kind of a dink, yeah. <laughs> I agree, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Tuka Rask was a good one in my books, and yep. you know, sad to see him go. Yeah, he was like, uh, he, I mean, number one, he kind of looks like Neil Pert, but number two, he was very like he carried himself well. He was like a mm. like, a, like a gentleman, you know? Yeah, yeah. very like not too loud, yeah. kept to himself, um, and he he opted to not even be a part of that ridiculous bubble thing that they were doing. Remember that? Yeah. Well, his daughter was also sick. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. still, yeah, he was kind of like, eh. Yeah. I got to go take care of my kid while you guys fucking play, yeah. play to nobody. Yeah. But yeah. Have uh, fun playing to white fan noise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 Literally the fans in the ceiling. <laughs> uh, yeah, finished his career with 308 wins, 52 shutouts, a Vesna trophy. 52 shutouts? Yeah, man. That's pretty That's good. That's insane. Yeah. A, a Vesna Trophy, a William Jennings Trophy, Willie. first team NHL All Star honor. Nice, not, not that great of a deal, but one Stanley Cup ring, which is more than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That was when he was a backup to uh, Timmy Toms. That's right. Yeah. yeah, in Vancouver. Yeah, we lit our city on fire. Then Vancouver burned down the Gap store. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, somebody fucked up a blends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, every uh, every fifteen years you got to burn your city. Must down. destroy this freshie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just looking. How many fucking games did this guy play? 
560 games. Hmm. Couldn't make it to six. 15 NHL seasons. Athletics. Nice. 15, eh? Yeah. That's a good rep. Yeah. Yeah. 35 years old. I mean, he probably... Yeah, he's coming off a, um, a torn labrum. He just had surgery for. What's a labrum? I'm not too sure, but we're just going to, you know, we're not doctors. I want to say it's something in your leg. A labrum. A labrum. A sounds, sounds like a fucking, like... A, a, a gland? Cerebellum. What's that? Sounds like a gland on your penis. A gl- yeah, a little penis gland. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what a... Uh, I, I guess he had like a rough go in Anaheim. He let five goals in in his first game back this entire yeah. season or since the bubble or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he just never felt the same. And he went, you know what? Yeah. Fucking I had my cup. I got my cup. I'm happy. I you know, made a living. Yep. Got a family. Yep. So Got to know when to hold him. Got to know when to fold him. That's like Breaking Bad. They could have went a few more seasons, but they were like, hmm. "Let's just cap it at five. We yep. had a good run. Good, you know, good characters. We have to cook, Jesse. It's not a very good impression. Yeah, science. Yeah, Mister White, bitch. I'm the one who knocks. That's my favorite <laughs> Walter White quote. <laughs> <laughs> right on, dude. Well, uh, Edmonton Oilers been in the news a little bit. Yeah, they uh, they brought in Evander Kane on a league minimum contract with signing bonuses that equal to about two point one million a year for the next two years, or was it one year? One year. Okay, and uh, you know I like this move. Yeah, same. Not a big fan of his shenanigans off the ice. Think he's a bit of a dink. Hey man, everyone deserves ten, uh, fifteen chances. Yeah, everybody does. Um, but he's a fucking sick player. You can't deny that he's a sick player. Got oh, yeah. his first goal this year back in against, his first game. In his first game against. Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone got their first goal against yeah. Montreal this year. Um, and then, and then you know, they've been up and down, win one, lose two, win one, lose two type thing. And so they fired the coach, Dave Tippett. Yeah. They've gone through six coaches with Connor McDavid now. <laughs> and when are they going to fire the GM and change owners? Because this whole team, unless they do that, because this it, it was Peter Shirelli before that. Yeah. They fired him, brought in Ken Holland. Yeah. And it's the same thing over and over again. This owner needs to relinquish control of this team and pass it off to someone else. And what did Holland, Holland do? He brought in uh, Mike Smith as a goaltender. Yeah. Like, that's his like, only move. Yeah. And and Duncan Keith, which, I mean, why, why not? I'd sign yeah. Duncan Keith, too, to a one-year. Why not? Sure. But still, it's like, these are not the answers, yeah. man. Did you see him bail into the boards the other day and go unconscious? I didn't. He got knocked I'll, out. I'll fucking watch that right it now. It was fucking scary, dude. And so, so yeah, I, I, I think that the real problem here is with the ownership of this team. They they need to make some serious, serious changes here. And, you know, if I'm the GM of this team, I'm looking to trade Dreisaitl. He's a big return. One of them's got to go. Yeah. yeah you can't have both. You can't get rid of McDavid. No, you no. can't get rid of McDavid. But yeah. you trade Dreisaitl, you get a top-line winger, you get a blue-chip prospect, and you get a goalie prospect. They need a goalie prospect. Yeah. yeah. And maybe even a fucking draft pick, too. Fuck yeah! They, teams would line up. Teams like like a Montreal right now, who's got will have all the cap space in the world. They would take Drysidle to be their number one center, yeah. and then they would put Suzuki as number two center, and then they would draft Shane Wright or someone else, and they would just let him develop on the third line. Yeah, that's a great spot for a young centerman to develop. Yep, I agree. You know, and there's your fucking future center ice. And then they got Ryan Paling on the fourth line, but. Montreal doesn't have the pieces. Like he's gonna go to like an Anaheim or like a Detroit or like somebody who has a bunch of prospects, mm-hmm. right? L.A. maybe. Yeah. So I don't. You know, I can see the, I can see L.A. switching them up for Byfield. 
just you know give it like cause, they're gonna need a lot more than byfield oh for sure yeah they're gonna want yeah. like turcotte too yeah. or something or, but do you think that's that's probably a good plan of attack with edmonton it's a trade dry for a king's ransom well so edmonton has bouchard broberg still unproven mm-hmm. um so is bouchard in my so opinion bouchard's had an okay season for for a twenty one year old, Bully Arby's a bust. Bully Arby's a fourth round pick. Bust, yeah. Fourth round pick. That, yeah, that is a that and is a that is a failure of a fourth round pick. And he sat out for like two seasons. Yeah, he, did, he would. What he didn't want to play on the third line or yeah, some, shit. some yeah. shit like that. I want to play with McDavid. <laughs> yeah, it's like, buddy, you haven't proven yourself. Mm. He's he's a big Score boy, a couple goals, six four, six five yeah. or whatever. It's like the guy's a power forward that plays like a fucking mm. sniper, but can't actually hit the net. I think Kane Kane can play with McDavid. Yeah, well, he didn't he play with Hyman and McDavid the other night, mm. or uh, a Kane, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. But you can't pay two guys, two forwards, twenty eight million or whatever, twenty six million. Yeah, like that's just a recipe. Even though the cap goes up two or three million yeah. every year or whatever, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and then now if they're gonna bring in, if if they're gonna get a fucking goaltender, like I don't know if Detroit will give up Kosa, Kosa, or if um, uh, Minnesota will give up Middlestat. Mm. Or no, what's his name? Wal- Walderstadt. Mm. Um, but like, I, there's not a ton of like prospect goaltenders in the NHL right now. There's a few guys. But what about Spencer Knight? Spencer Knight. Actually, you know what? They got Bobrovsky there mm-hmm. for a long time. But yeah. here's a, like the Panthers can't afford his cap, Drysaddle's cap. They got a bunch of guys tied up. They got Reinhardt. Yeah. They got Lundell. They or Lundell's maybe some sort up. of three-way trade. They got. Um, what about like a Barkov. three-way trade where where Edmonton gets Spencer Knight? And a couple other things. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, Dreisaitl goes to a team like a Detroit or an Anaheim or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Sp- you know what? Spencer Knight would be good. Mm-hmm. But watch, he just becomes like a middle-range goaltender. And yeah. Like, fuck, he was not the franchise goaltender we wanted. Or, or maybe Philly for Carter Hart. Dude, Carter, yeah. But- Carter Hart needs a good team. But you know what? What if he goes to Edmonton? And it's just another shit show. Yeah. And and Carter Hart just sits there around, you know, mm-hmm. 20th best in the league or whatever. What about Carey Price? Nah. Carry nah. Price and a pick and maybe a prospect for Dreisaitl. Yeah, so they're going to want Caden Goulet, Price, and a first and a fucking nether first. No. Oh, yeah. Dreisaitl is fucking... Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> a lot, man. I wouldn't make that trade. And it's not like he wants out like Jack Eichel or, or has to like... Yeah. He's conflicted about some surgery or whatever. It's like, no, you're just getting a Dreisaitl that wants like a new team or yeah. whatever, right? So I feel bad for McDavid, man. The best player in the world ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Yeah. And well. He, who, who, who is better than McDavid? Oh, you mean like currently? Ever. <laughs> well, it's just Gretzky, right? No. Put Gretzky in right now, he would struggle to keep up on this fucking... on this. Yeah, like even a, even a young Gretzky yeah. like in his day. Yeah, in but prime, di- different times, right? Yeah. Different eras, but yeah. yeah. Gretzky was the best player for his era, and I'm saying McDavid is the best player ever because this yeah. era we're currently in is the most... Is the hardest. Is the yeah. hardest era. It's yeah. the fastest, fastest and the most skilled era. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, sure, I'll agree with you. Agreed. Do you ever, did you see when uh, McDavid bought that like that new house a couple months yeah. ago and everyone was trolling him? Because yeah. the view was just like a field, yeah. like, a, like a cornfield or yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh, they don't call it Deadmonton for no reason. Yeah, exactly. But then here we are chirping and we can't even we can barely afford our rent. <laughs> yeah, we have this basement view of a bush. Yeah. Hey man, there's a fucking if you peer over this uh, thing, there's a mountain right there. Nice. That's why I sit here. We're gonna go explore those mountains pretty soon. We're gonna take these dogs out. Yeah. Yeah, a couple, uh, couple more things to touch on though. I want to give a birthday shout out to my boy Alex Galchenyuk. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, playing uh, playing for the Coyotes. Oof, but uh, you know, 
Just brings me back to those days where he was in Montreal lighting it up and was uh, he really mishandled. It up? Another fucking great potential player that was mishandled by management and ruined forever. Well, also, you know the reason why he was drafted high, right? Was because he was playing with Yakupov in mm-hmm. the in the um, queue, right? And him and Yakupov put up sick numbers. I don't think was he playing for in the queue. He was playing for Sarnia Sting or OHL, whatever the yeah. fuck. Yeah. So the both those guys put up insane numbers and just never really yeah. like well, Yakupov's like one of the biggest first round busts bust of all yeah. time. Yeah, or first overall bust. Of all well, time. they also drafted him because they needed a center and yeah. they thought he could play center. Yeah, he was a big boy, fucking good play. And they rushed him into it, and yeah. they ended up putting him on the wing. And but Montreal has a, a history of drafting shitty centers. Yeah. Like, look, look at your boy, Kakiemi, right now. He's really not doing anything in Carolina. Fuck, he's doing better in Carolina than he ever did in Montreal. Not by much. No. Not really. Like Actually, he had a good run last year in Montreal, but he's definitely not worth 6.1. He's, he's not I don't want to talk year. about Carolina or Kakiemi on this spot. <laughs> I'm not into that. Um, moving along. You see, uh, the Jets have been getting fucking chippy in their games lately. Yeah, I noticed, yeah. You see that fight last game, last night, yep. with Brendan Dillon and Jamie Benn? Yeah. What a big boy fight that was. Fuck yeah. Love to see it. And then, and then a game or two before that, it was Jets versus Wild, and there was like a line brawl. And uh, Felino right, from, from yeah. the from the wild got suspended. And Lowry was in the fight. Lowry's like six six. He's huge. Just chucking or, and Stanley too. They chucking Stanley. fucking cement blocks out there. What yeah, a beast of a man! I think the deal with Winnipeg is they're a playoff team, but they're not playing that well right now, or like yeah. they're playing very mediocre, so they're frustrated, right? Yep. So, yeah, I just picked up Hellebuck in a in my fantasy team. Wow. Luke traded me. He wanted. I had Seth Jones, and so he proposed me straight up. Seth Jones for Hellebuck, and Horrible I said <laughs> for him. For him, yeah. yeah. And I just immediately scooped it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for a number one goaltender, like yeah. top five in the league. Yeah, and um, yeah, you know, hockey's back. It's going pretty good right now. Things are getting excited. The playoffs are just around the corner, um, and then further around the corner is the draft which is poised to be held in Montreal, which is going to be sick because Montreal's most likely to get number one overall. Yeah. But probably they'll get somewhere in the top three. 15th. Yeah, no. <laughs> For some reason. No, they'll probably get like ninth. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but that could probably all fold into itself and not happen because Bettman is considering pulling the draft from Montreal and or Canada altogether. Um, because of all these fucking COVID restrictions that are in place. Good, man. I love the NHL's taking it to us. Yeah. I hate to say us because we don't have a fucking say in any of this. And also, but. every Canadian team is trying to get all of their home games to be played in the States Yeah, right I now. saw that. Because you watch the games. There's nobody in the crowd. Oh, I and know. then you watch a game in the States, and it's full. Yeah. And no mm. one's getting sick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, And then that's why all these fucking truckers are protesting right now. It's like, can't we just... May, let us make our own decisions now. No. All the tools are there for us to fight this fucking virus. Yeah. Help us help ourselves. No. Nope. Not allowed. Help. I'm the son of Fidel Castro, and I say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, CBC the other day actually released an article being like, no, Trudeau is not the son. Like, they, <laughs> they, they got trolled so hard, and that meme's been going around, or that whatever, that article's been going around, that they had to, like, clarify, being like, listen, he's not a communist. He's not... You know, the evidence that is claiming that he's Fidel Castro's son is glaring. Well, his mom was a bit of a whore, right? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently Trudeau's dad is gay. Well, 
so the thing is, is that his mom <laughs> and Castro were very friendly. Yeah. And she, yes, she was known to be a bit promiscuous. She fucked the stones. Sure. I don't know about that. But <laughs> apparently her and Castro got really chummy when they were down there. Yeah. Trudeau looks... Offing, off, like, awfully close looks to like fucking, a young Fidel. Yeah, if you look at it, young he looks Fidel, nothing like like Pierre. No, and, and there's rumors that Pierre like the like the cack. So he, they might have <laughs> the just, what the cack. They might have just they might have just set him up to be like this this insert into us for a certain political time, which is now. Man, and he was groomed. Right? The way the fucking world's been going, man, I would not be surprised one bit. He's been groomed from birth to be our prime minister. Yeah. So we can groomed into that fucking great reset. Tank the economy. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Yeah, I own a few things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty happy. I own this microphone. And I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, did you see Connor Bedard's goal he got last week? Yeah, it was sick. Oh, dude, if Montreal can be shitty for tank the next again. two years and we can get Connor Bedard on our team, oh, oh. Dude, whoever gets that kid, Woo. look out. Woo. He's going to be a fucking beauty. Yeah, he's a he's a good pickup. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know who he's gonna end up with, but mm. Jesus Christ, man! You ever look out? Whoever's getting him, it's gonna be a fucking I can wagon. See him playing with uh, Owen Power and Buffalo. Ugh. Bu- ah. bu- no, no, no. Buffalo and Edmonton are not getting any more fucking top picks. Fuck those teams. They've yeah, they ruined enough good fucking talents. Yeah. Fuck them. They should <laughs> never get a fucking high draft pick for ten fucking years. Well, yeah, that's the idea of being a good team. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else you want to talk about today with hockey? Yeah. Um, so we went over to the Oilers. We went, um, F- Flamers. Flames. They're, they're playing playoff hockey, man. They're a fucking big team. I picked up Mangiapane on my fantasy good team. Pick. I like him. Yeah. He's had a great year. I got him off, way, off free agency. Nice. Yep. Put up two goals for me in my first game. You know what surprisingly looked good is Goop Ranson. He's like, he looks like a top four again. Really? Yeah. Didn't he play for the Knucks before? Yeah. Yeah. He had like a very under. Then he went to Anaheim. Season, went to Anaheim for a bit. Yeah. Uh, did he go to Winnipeg? He went somewhere else in Pittsburgh for a while. He got traded from Pittsburgh to Vancouver. Oh, okay. And I think yeah, we traded Jared McCann to Pittsburgh for Gubranson. And McCann turned into a pretty fucking. Yeah, he good got player. picked up by Seattle. And then, and then the expansion picked up by Seattle. Mm. Yeah. But um, he's looked good. Zadorov's looked good. He's a big boy. From I Calgary. actually saw Zadorov lay a huge hit. Yeah, I saw that on someone, and it was a clean hit. Yep, and it was a beauty. I think he injured the guy. I think he's like still out. Mm, fucking mess with the bully, get the horns, but, bud. Yeah, I like. I think the Flames are gonna can't take di- the heat. Get the fuck out the kitchen. The fuck out the kitchen. And Mac Backstrom's playing back to back, or Markstrom's playing back to back games now. Maxstrom's playing Ma- Markstrom. <laughs> <laughs> Maxstrom's playing bark to bark games. <laughs> That's you know, see, I was good thirty seconds ago, and that weed oil just kicked in. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to feel a little elevated myself. Backstrom's getting maxed, marks. <laughs> yeah, Markstrom's playing. Fucking Calgary Flames, watch out. Uh, Jack Eichel, Jack boy. cleared for contact. He's mm. got that red jersey on. He's now. gonna go into the boards first hit and just get. Dummy. Oh, his spinal fucking yeah, twist he's gonna or whatever. Look like he's gonna have cerebral palsy after his next. Well, hit. he has, he's had a surgery that no NHL players had, so except for apparently some NFL players have had it. Or no, something no, like no. That. so he got it, and yeah. then another player on on the, in the NHL got it. Oh, I didn't know it. I forget who. He's a name though. I forget who the name is. Huh? Yeah. It wasn't flyer. It wasn't uh, Sean Couturier, was it? No, because he is now getting back surgery. Doctor says I need a backyotomy. 
he's uh yeah he's he's out this rest of the year mm. but you know the fucking flyers they're not doing anything this year anyways yep they're they got a top 10 pick for sure where's Giroux gonna go yeah they had a lot of talk about that but apparently he's like a, a solid captain like doesn't say a lot but he's mm. he chums up with the younger guys i guess he like uh he had carter hart stay with him for a year just mm-hmm. to sort of show him the ropes so he doesn't get all coked out in his first <laughs> season or whatever like some of these guys do so uh yeah it's uh I, I think Giroux is going to stay. I think he might get traded to Edmund, or to Boston. Why Boston? Boston needs a second line center. Behind, yeah, behind. Well, yeah, I guess they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's been some talk of that. Coil is like, isn't Coil Charlie Coil? Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right. They do need a um, a centerman. Uh, not going to talk much about the All Star stuff because it, it wasn't that. I don't fucking care. About it wasn't that it. great. No. no. Okay. For here, here's my only thing about the All Star thing. They gave the best breakaway to Alex Petrangelo, yeah. who a missed the net and b did a clapper from the hash marks, yeah. and they didn't give it to Zegris, who did a blindfolded fucking <laughs> spinorama one hand on his stick goal in. Like if it if you're telling me the the league doesn't favor Vegas and its players. Well, no, After watching was, that, where was the All Star game? It was though? in Vegas, exactly. yeah, for sure. But still, they did it. To you, get the... it's, you're making it even more of a joke. People already don't like it, and that just makes people not like it more. Everybody, everybody loves Zegris. Yeah. Nobody wants to see Petrangelo do that, especially when he has a um, I forget the team, the dodgeball, whatever. Yeah, like, he came out wearing on. the fucking uh, the heroes, the gym, gym. Jim, whatever, yeah. <laughs> Jim Heroes, yeah. The Jim Heroes. Yeah, from puts Dodgeball. A, puts a blindfold on, which are, I think he could see through that blindfold, to be honest. Maybe, that, but that the move ridiculous. that he did was otherworldly. Unbelievable. He put it He put it on his stick, on the blade of his stick with one hand, Swung spun around, around backwards, and got it in the net. Yeah, but when he did the spin, he also did like a separate curl mm. after that in the opposite direction. Right. And then um, the game prior, like in the NHL regular game prior... He pulled he, a Michigan goal a Michigan. on Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, mid-play. Plus his little flip assist to uh, Raquel yeah. there a little if, while ago. If this isn't the kid of the future, I don't know who is. And I didn't re- I didn't really realize this until... He was drafted ninth last year in front of Pod Colson. <laughs> we could have traded up on time and got for Zgrass. I would have had a Canucks Zgrass jersey right now. Nah, dude, there's no way. I might get a Zgrass jersey. I might, you started I might, ninth. You just picked ninth, eh? Ninth, yeah. I might wear a 19-year-old boy's jersey soon. <laughs> cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I might get a Zgrass jersey. It's not Zgrass. Whatever. It's Zgrass. Zgrass. <laughs> get that. Get that old school. You know the new uh, the new Ducks alternative jersey. It's the old throwback mm. uh, flying V one. I like that one. You know yeah. what Ducks jersey I hate is that gold fucking emblem that they have there. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. There's no, th- a, no, thank you. No, there's a there's, yeah. Ducks didn't really have a good like, even the black ones. Yeah. That bring great. back that old fucking duck goalie mask, mask one. Yeah. yeah. That one was sick. Yeah. Yeah. Also, why do they have black jerseys when LA also has black jerseys and no. they're like they're like a stone's throw away? I don't know, other. but they should go beach vibes with their jersey. Like Zegris is a surfer dude, and they're in fucking sunny Anaheim, California. Yeah. Do give me some like fucking you know blue. Give me some fucking like orange, like yeah. sunset vibes. You know, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. like kind of like um like from that other Will Ferrell movie, The Tropics. Sure. Yeah, give me something like that. 
That could be cool, right? Yeah, I could get into that. I'm gonna. And they're like, a, they're like this cool young team now with like Drysdale and yeah, uh, dude. McTavish they're, coming up. They're gonna be a team to watch. Yeah, I was watching McTavish play in the minors the other day, dude. Go to onhockey.tv. Yeah, and you watch any fucking hockey game that's okay. on. Yeah, it's Take a that. sick website. You need a really good ad blocker though. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anaheim's going to be a fucking team to watch, man. Yeah, Anaheim, Detroit, L.A., Minnesota. I'm not. I'm not so involved with with L.A. I don't no. think they're going to be much. They've been drafting for the last fucking ten years. Man. I don't. I don't think they're gonna. They're gonna be like the worst of all of these new exciting teams. I okay. Think. Well, we'll see. I got one last note here. Tell me. And uh, this is this is just hilarious, but. The Coyotes are going to share an arena with ASU whatever <laughs> yeah. fucking basketball team. It seats 5,000 people, so it's an AHL-sized arena mm-hmm. for three more seasons. So I don't hate the move because Coyotes struggle to get fucking 5,000 people in at their regular home games. Yeah. So if you can get 5,000 people to go to your game that only holds 5,000 people, it's a party. And it's going to be college yeah. kids. It's going to be rambunctious kids. It's going to be people that are there to party and fucking love hockey and get into it. And honestly, that's what you want when oh, you're sure. trying to grow a fan base. You want yeah. you want grassroots movements. Yeah. So for three next three years, they're going to be a party team. They're going to get college prices. They're going to have fucking events going on. They're going to be giving tickets away to fucking classes. To like everyone. <laughs> everyone, yeah. But it's it, they're, they're going to create an atmosphere so yeah. that when they do get their place in Tempe, hopefully, that those people join them and they're able to kind of continue on as an NHL team. But listen, like, I see the Panthers now are starting to get, like, like 16,000, 15,000 fans. When back, you know, like last year or even mm-hmm. earlier this year, they'd get, like, 7,000 people there, right? You also have to be a good team. That's what I mean. In these markets where they're not like hockey crazy, yeah. like a Minnesota or whatever, yeah, you you have to fucking be heading to the cup or sorry, heading to the playoffs. Yeah, in a good position for the playoffs or in the playoffs. Like you remember when Arizona made it a few years ago, mm-hmm. and this is this is why it's like I don't know if if hockey is going to work much longer in the desert because when you look at their fan base, no one has a, a Coyotes jersey on. Very mm-hmm. few people have or bought a Coyotes yeah. jersey. They've all just got the white T-shirts that they hand you at the door so they can be like, the sea of white or whatever, right? <laughs> Everyone's got the white towel, yeah, yeah. Like, you know. I think Arizona could be a good team. Like, I think hockey in the desert would work. Look at Vegas. Yeah. But their owners, and it's just another case of terrible owners that yeah. shouldn't be nowhere near owning a hockey team. They're idiots. They're they lost incompetent. A, they lost a few picks because of the yeah. spying on the fucking whatever. They're incompetent owners. They yeah. know nothing of hockey or running a hockey team. So that all trickles down. That all trickles down. They hire people to do their ops that don't know how to do proper ops. They hire fucking coaches that don't know how to coach. Like it's it's a trickle down effect and then you get left over with a team of aging hockey players with terrible contracts yeah. that can't win a hockey game. Cool thing is though is like five of those players contracts are up this year so they're going to have a shit ton of cap space and they're going to be terrible again. And what Matthews only has two more seasons on his contract. <laughs> He's and, no, I I used to think he was going to Arizona, but unless Arizona is a cup contending team when Matthews' contract is up, he's not going there. I don't know, man. I could see him going there. 
He's got he's, family there. He's from there. Yeah, he but want, I mean, he probably like is he's been t- coiling in fucking agony, mm. being a Coyotes fan his whole life. Yeah, maybe he's like, you know what? Maybe I'll go there. They've drafted Barrett Howden. They got Chitrin still. Mm. Uh, Barrett, Keller, Barrett, Barrett Hayton, I should say. Yeah, um, Clayton Keller, Clayton Keller. Like they got a bunch of other picks coming up. It's mm. like they're they've been drafting forever, mm. like fucking LA, and yeah. So maybe they're not. Maybe they are a team of the future. Maybe I think they're kind of a joke though. Yeah. I think I think I can't. I, I have a hard time respecting any team with ownerships that are terrible. It's it's one of the main reasons yeah. why I can't get behind the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa Senators are are a sick looking hockey team. Yep. You look at all their players; they a got a of lot prospects. of yeah, they got a ton of prospects. A lot of their young players that are starting to come into their own are looking real good. They're fast. They're quick. They're making good plays, but their owner is a fucking moron yeah. who cares way more about his own profits than he does about paying their players properly. Every all of these players. If the owner is still in place when all of these young, talented players are up for a big payday, he's going to trade them away so he doesn't have to pay them. Yeah. It's what he did to Eric Carlson, Mark Stone, the Carlson fucking good, though. Hosa, fucking Spezza, Heatley, yeah. you name it. The, Car- the Carlson trade was a good trade for Ottawa, though. Yeah, they got but it's just another them. rebuild. They could have had car like I see what you're saying, yeah. They didn't want to pay them, and yeah. so it's just it's it's over and over and over again. Yep. And it makes like that's what I'm saying. I can't get behind a team that just has terrible ownership. Yeah. Well. And and you know, I when Montreal was doing this whole rebuild thing and they're talking about GMs and this and that, I I was thinking like I heard some talking points where they were still kind of had this this mindset of wanting to go French, and I don't support that at all. I want a good hockey team. I don't care who, what language you speak. Who fucking cares and, about you know, yeah, I, the French language? I started thinking, is there a is there another hockey team that I can get behind? I've been a house fan my whole life, but yeah. I if if they continue on with this French first attitude, I'm not I'm not gonna stick around for that. Because I want to be a part of a good hockey team that wants to be a good hockey team, not a hockey team that wants to be a good French hockey team. Yeah. So I'm looking around, and I think if if I go to a and start supporting another team and following them like I do the Habs, I think it's going to be Detroit. I'm a Detroit. Yeah. I think I might start following Detroit. Dude, I've watched more Red Wing game. Steve games Eiserman this year. Enough said. Yeah. I've watched more Red Wings and Ducks games this year than any other team. Mm. Like you know, besides the Canucks or whatever, right? Yeah. But no, I'm a big advocate in having a second team. Like you're yeah. allowed to have your your favorite team, mm-hmm. your fucking team you, you you bleed and die for or whatever. But I think you should be able to have a second team. Kind of like let's be honest. If you and this is a future episode, but if you if you could and you had the money, you would own an NHL every a, a jersey from every NHL team. Yeah, right. Because we're NHL, we're hockey fans. Yeah, we'd have, if if we could, we'd have OHL fucking jersey for yep. every team. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in my mind, man, I got chirp by a few people for having a second team, the Flyers. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, I'm going to sit here and root for the fucking same team yeah. that just can't get a cup for 50-plus well, years. For me, it's not going to be like a second team thing. It's just like, I, I don't want to keep going on with a team that cares more about having French people in yeah. their organization than having than the winning. best people in yeah. their organization. <laughs> exactly. That's what pisses me off. And honestly, it, it, I'm not... Like, if I switch... And join and start supporting another team. That's going to be my team. And it's not even a diversity thing in Montreal. Yeah. It's just this weird obsession with having yeah. a, a and, francophone fucking. And it's tough because it's not because they're terrible right now. It's not because of the rebuild. I love a rebuild. Yeah. To me, that's exciting. It's fun, yeah. I love doing picks and and getting that new. Numbers, yeah, yeah, I I love that shit. Yeah, I agree. But if that if that's happening and also the mentality of francophone first, 
I'm out. No, I agree. It's like what? It's like yeah. imagine your team is like we only need to hire women, or we only need to hire fucking like Spanish speaking people, or we only need to hire dudes. Yeah, really? it's like no, just yeah, hire women, the best men, people. Matter. Yeah, bring in the best possible pieces to yeah. make your team the best it can be. Exactly. And so no, we're gonna skip on him because he doesn't speak fucking yeah. Italian. So <laughs> whatever, I might right? start following Detroit. Um, yeah, Detroit set themselves up for the future, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I like what they're doing. I like Cider. I like Raymond. I like Bertuzzi. And they, Bertuzzi? Bertuzzi got his 23rd unvaxxed goal today. Dude, I'm getting a Bertuzzi jersey. Fuck yeah. That, the only the only guy in the NHL that fucking stood for his <laughs> morals. And, <laughs> and something we all we all should have done, but we didn't. But yeah, uh, but yeah it's... That guy's that that team's set up, man. The Ducks are set up. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool to see these teams that have been floundering for a few years or ten yep. years mm-hmm. finally starting to fucking come into their own. Yeah, it's exciting time, man. Speaking of exciting times, this time next week I'm going to be in Nelson, BC. It's about eight hour drive from Vancouver. Love the. It's Kootenays. in a beautiful area in BC called the Kootenays. Me Love and the, it there. Me and the wife are taking a little trip. Um, might might move there one day, so we're just kind of scoping it out. Um, and we're gonna go check out a Nelson Leafs game. They're Fuck the yeah. they're the top team in their division right now. Probably the top team in the KIJHL, yep. which is the Kootenay based um, like minor. Yep. They're like yeah. Anyways, yep. Jun- Junior B is what it is. Yep. It's good hockey. And uh, I've actually been talking to some of the um, some of the personnel over there, and I'm gonna start uh, joining them on their volunteer team. I'm gonna start helping them out with some uh, some website stuff. Okay. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to meet some people and uh, go check out a game on Saturday. I believe they're playing Grand Forks. So that'll be a good game to watch. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, uh, good episode. Good app. Yep. Fuck yeah, dude. What do you say we, we get these dogs out of here? Yeah, let's go for a little rap. And uh, you guys listening, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, yep. You can follow us at Coast, to, at Coast to Coast Hockey Talk. You can email us at C2C pod at gmail.com nice good delivery yeah that's it for me al yeah that's it for me thanks boys thanks Thanks, girls thanks everyone for listening we'll talk to you guys soon peace